0: The prepared mindset podcast and welcome to another Sunday sit rep. I'm your host Austin and we got we got some things to talk about folks. If you're new to the podcast I try to release these sit reps uh, one, once a month approximately uh, sometimes more frequently if if there's things to talk about and I feel like this this particular very snowy Sunday at least here in in the great mitten state of Michigan uh, there's there's things worth talking about. Uh there you know we we completed the election uh the weather has turned all kinds of stuff going on so we're going to jump into that in just a second here but first got to say some quick thank yous to our presenting sponsors here first up eclipseholsters.com guys you need a good holster we say it all the time we talk about it in dry firing we talk about it in live firing we talk about it in self defense scenarios head over to eclipseholsters.com use our discount code preparedmindset to save 20% off your order. Guys, you need to have a good holster. That's the first thing, after you buy the gun, the first thing you should be looking at is the holster, okay? You have to be able to carry safely and confidently, and you have to know that that thing's not gonna fail on you, and Eclipse does just that. They make outstanding quality holsters with lifetime guarantees guys, head over to clipsholsters.com. Again, prepared mindset is going to save you 20% off your order. So you can afford to go pick up a holster. You can pick up mag pouches. You can pick up a tourniquet carrier. You can pick up a core concealment belt. All right. And they have big sales coming up for the black Friday holiday next week after the Thanksgiving, uh, massacre, as we like to call it up here for the Detroit lions. Right. Uh, but go pick that stuff up, right? If you're someone who is Maybe, you know, you've only owned a rifle to this point and you are looking into getting your first handgun, obviously take advantage of all the great Black Friday sales. And then as soon as you order that handgun, head on over to ClipsHolsters.com, pick up an in the waistband, like their, their Eagle, their Delta, their Sirius, whatever you guys need, go pick it up, all kinds of colors, patterns, combinations. And if you don't see what you're looking for, shoot them an email. There's a really, really good chance that Jess and her team can get you taken care of or they can refer you over to one of their industry partners who will be able to do an equally good job one more time prepared mindset all one word saves you 20% off fantastic fantastic holsters guys carry confidently carry with eclipse holsters next up active carry guys talking about carrying a gun talking about how important that is you need to carry med if you're carrying a gun now i'm not saying you need to carry a whole backpack full of stuff but you need to have the proper supplies to to treat the wounds that you may be able to inflict with that firearm. Head over to ActiveCarryTech.com, use discount code PMP10 to save 10% off your order. Whether that's just picking up another, you know, uh, North American Rescue cat tourniquet, a Slushman pressure wrap, one of their full kits like the Ranger or the Blazer. Guys, you need to have the medical with you, and it may be something that you never use, you know, but it may be something that you do use, and the life you save may be your own. It may be your child's life. It may be the life of your loved one. It could be a bystander in a car accident. Guys, last home last night driving home, we went to go see the lights at the Detroit Zoo, and it was a whiteout on the freeway. We didn't even know it was supposed to snow last night, but I think we're getting some of those effects of that monstrous uh, blizzard from Buffalo, and I couldn't see 40 yards in front of me. I was doing... 30 miles an hour down the interstate, could not see the lines, could barely see the cars in front of me. It was scary. And that's the kind of weather where accidents happen. And we're approaching that time of year. Head over to activecarrytech.com. Again, PMP 10 saves you 10% off your order. Have the supplies, have the tools, be a asset in one of those tragic situations. And lastly, LarpLabs.com, guys, LarpLabs.com makes awesome awesome vinyl wraps for your optics your flashlights your pvs 14 if you're looking to up your camouflage game and downgrade your signature you need to check out some of these things man john does great great work this is then this isn't a sticker right this is the vinyl that is used on rock crawlers it's computer cut it, it's great All right. uh, Our friends over at the Longhouse Podcast, they checked it out. They dig it. I've got it on my EXPS2. I've got it on my Vortex uh, Viper 1-6. to I've got it on my uh, Streamlight lights. It's very, very well done. And there's a ton of patterns to choose from. And if you're looking for something, go ahead and shoot them an email. There's a chance that John could, uh, could hook you up. And right now through Black Friday, he's actually up the discount. Our discount code is prepared mindset, all lowercase, all one word. It's going to actually save you 20% off the order. So big savings. And it's an inexpensive way to test out if you want to, if you want to paint your gun in optic, or if you've painted your gun, you don't want to paint the optic because you're just, you're concerned about getting paint in places it shouldn't be. I get it. These are a great alternative to paint and a great way to, up your camouflage game, especially here in Michigan. You know, today, everything outside is white. Having white camouflage is great, except that in another three days, we're gonna be in the mid to high 40s again, and everything is going to be brown with a little bit of green as everything melts and gets wet. And then that white camouflage is gonna stick out like a sore thumb. So this is a great alternative to having to paint and repaint your rifles. Again, head over to larplabs.com, our discount code, preparedmindset, all lowercase, all one word, Is going to save you guys 20% off right now for the Black Friday holiday coming up. Head over to larplabs.com, support John and a great small company there, and uh, check it out. But, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what's been going on. Obviously, the election, and we got those results. not really what we were, you know, looking for, I think, you know, and if you're listening to this podcast, you you know that I'm not, uh, I'm not exactly the extreme right wing Republican, um, but certainly don't agree with a lot of the Democrat policies. So I was one of those people that going through the election cycle here, this midterm, I was really, really hoping that we were going to see this uh, red wave that's been mentioned so much in the news, right? We're going to see a lot of Democrats lose, uh, you know, prominent seats, prominent positions, at least the ones that were up for re-election, right? Excuse me, I'll get some coffee. Um, and it, we did see it to some degree. We really didn't see the sweeping uh, Republican victory that, you know, that we thought we were going to. Now, why is that? Um, there's a lot of reasons. <clears throat> um, I think that strategically, I think strategically the Democrats were able to make this election, this midterm specifically, a one-issue race. And that, whether we like it or not, was abortion. You know, uh, I think uh, a lot of people that were, that, that lean to the right side of things, but maybe are female voters or have a high respect for women's rights, as we all should, Right. Um, I think this whole, you know, restore Roe movement really kind of screwed the Republicans, especially because some of them leaned so heavily on it and, and were quoted, like, uh, for instance, right, the governor's race here in Michigan got Gretchen Whitmer won again. I have no idea how. She's been an absolutely atrocious leader through COVID. Uh, she campaigned the first time around on, it's time to fix the damn roads. And we didn't see jack shit until about 90 days prior to election day. And then, like, I, I shit you not, every major roadway has construction on it here in Metro Detroit. And it was all leading up to elections. election. So she could say that we, acom- you know, oh, we accomplished so much. We did so great with, with COVID. Um, No, she didn't. Her and Dana Nessel, the attorney general here in Michigan, were absolutely atrocious. Uh, I personally wanted to see both of them voted out. Both of them actually returned to office. Um, If you guys didn't follow it, it was on the news. We had a real problem in this state with uh, ushering COVID positive uh, patients, elderly COVID-positive patients into nursing homes and uh, assisted living homes, which essentially became a huge problem because you know whatever your opinion is around COVID, when you get old people that are sick together, they're they're elderly, right? Their immune systems are somewhat depleted in a lot of cases, so you're kind of just getting them all sick and infected, and there were a lot of avoidable deaths. Uh, You know, quarantine is one thing, but hurting old and elderly into into nursing homes against the advice of medical professionals because that's what that's what the Democrats you know went on and on about was, hey, you have to trust the science. Well, there were medical professionals coming out saying, hey, don't collect the elderly together in these in these assisted living centers. It's not a good idea. They did it anyways while also shutting down businesses, and we saw a lot of I think avoidable COVID deaths, which they this is the disgusting part they leveraged into using in these weekly and monthly reports. Oh, COVID numbers are up. COVID numbers aren't coming down. We have to keep these businesses closed. And, you know, ultimately talking about how Democrats are for the little guy, right? Republicans only want to give tax breaks to those super large companies. The democratic leadership in this country and specifically in my state crushed small business. And now there's people out there that are actually stupid enough to believe when our president goes on national TV saying that our employment rate is up, you know, 30% or so, he created hundreds of thousands of new jobs. And I've said this before, so I'm I'm going to point this out again. If we had a million jobs and because of COVID lockdowns, we lost 350,000 jobs and then we removed those lockdowns and we're back to a million jobs. You didn't create those 350,000 jobs, Joe. You didn't, your administration didn't, your policies didn't, that's not how this fucking works. You have a net return of zero. You literally just restored us to the levels that we were at under president Trump. When the economy was great, gas was $2 a gallon here in Michigan. The Dow was seeing, you know, performance that we haven't seen ever. Life, I mean, whether you loved Donald Trump or not, you could hate the guy, but you can't disagree with the fact that life was good. Our foreign policy was stronger we were on the path to pulling out of Afghanistan in a measured and appropriate scale, at least to some degree. I'm not saying every plan's perfect, but we certainly didn't just, you know, rip everybody out of Afghanistan. I mean, if you guys haven't read the book, Operation uh, Pineapple Express, I I implore you to pick that book up. If you have a Costco membership, I got it at Costco for like 16 bucks. It's like 16 or $20 on Amazon. It is a incredible read. It's incredibly depressing and tragic and sad, but is an incredible read to... And the sad part is it is a group of former vets and civilians with next to no resources, but just the communications and contacts to make it happen. Those people did more for helping people that helped the American military uh, overseas, people that served in the special operations, came here to Fort Bragg to train to help win Afghanistan back from the Taliban, uh, you know, and we just fucked them all over and up and left in about uh, three weeks time. So the foreign policy and the decisions by the Biden administration are absolutely fucking terrible when you compare them to what things were with Trump. Now, speaking of Trump, we also, in the last two weeks here, I can't remember exactly when he has announced that he is running in the 2024 election, which is cool, I guess. Um, except that is now it's creating a lot of waves. It is creating a lot of waves and a lot of rifts in uh, the Republican Party and the GOP. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting that Ron DeSantis is going to run the governor of Florida. And hey, cool, man. Like I, I, for everything I've seen of Ron DeSantis, he is a uh, younger, good looking, well-spoken, well-educated man. He is a, I believe he's a Navy vet. Um, so he checks a lot of the boxes that people like to see. And if you look at Florida and how they handled the pandemic, they, they did pretty well. You know, they didn't suffer massive casualties of business. They were able to control things. I think he, I think he did things the right way. I think a lot of people are starting to see that, um, especially folks that started, you know, looking into relocating during COVID because they couldn't sustain their families' uh, livelihood, uh, people that were looking to get away from things in the democratic states, uh move to Florida, you know? So it'll be interesting to see over the next, you know, uh, six, eight months here, whatever it is, right? Who else declares, whether that's going to be Mike Pence, uh, whether that's going to be Tulsi Gabbard. Um, You know, we know that we're going to be seeing Donald Trump. We know we're going to be seeing Ron DeSantis. Um, And I as as awful as this is i think joe biden is planning on running for re-election and i just i can't understand how you know um all of his public speaking has just been just absolutely abhorrent um kamala harris is not the strong vice president that they sold her to be she has been awful her public speaking has been just as bad and we all a lot of us kind of saw this coming right i mean if you followed the uh the 2020 election kamala harris ran for the democratic nomination and she was like one of the first two or three people out her and like Andrew Yang were like a couple of the first people that were just eliminated from contention right away. But because she's a woman and she's black They keyed her to be the vice presidential candidate and people who like who voted off of nothing, you know, other than just those two things. Oh, this is great. Oh, our first woman vice president. Oh, we're setting history. Kind of like a lot of people with Barack Obama. And I say that having been one of those people myself. Okay, I don't I don't I don't believe that's racist. I think that there are people that pay so little attention in this country to what's going on. And, they, and the only thing that matters to them is being in vogue and following the popular trends that they vote for the minority candidates. And that's why the Democrats key so hardly on the Mexican votes, the African-American vote in this country. And it's just, it's abhorrent. I think that it's disingenuous. I think it's, it's idiocy. Um, my hope is that through efforts like this podcast, efforts in the media, and and people just realizing by things like rising Uh, gas prices, rising costs of food at the grocery store, you know, a fucking bag of chips is over $5 now, right? Uh, The fact that the shelves at these stores are not fully stocked, the fact that we still have COVID protocols in place, and we're, you know, almost two years removed from the lockdowns now, uh, coming up on three years since the lockdowns were set in, I hope that people start to see that this administration's leadership is not doing us any favors, we need to reopen the pipeline here in North America, whether it's gas that we use or gas that we export, that's gonna help a lot. Uh, Additionally, um, we need to realize that this, this administration's pandering for votes. Um, They're pandering on issues that are important to people, but that are ultimately short-sighted and non-beneficial. Thank God a judge stepped in and blocked that uh, student loan forgiveness plan. Oh, anybody with student debt, up to $10,000. We're going to give everyone $10,000 or under, whatever, to cover your student loan debt, which would be, I mean, I'll say I would have less of an issue with that if we hadn't already given so many billions of dollars to this war in Ukraine, which we haven't even militarily gotten involved with. We'll send them money and have no idea where it's being spent, how it's being utilized, who's getting it. Like, the American people have no idea what's going on with that. But our Congress keeps voting to give them more and more and more and more financial aid. And, you know, hey, uh, hashtag save Ukraine, hashtag Ukraine strong, whatever. That's only going to get you so far, people. You know, it's all well and good to try and be helpful. But the same people that bitch about why we're not doing more to help these other countries are the same ones sitting there saying we need to slash military spending. Why are we going into all these other countries for this reason or that reason or this reason? Oh, we're only going to Ukraine because it's Russia and we hate Russia, but Russia has oil. And it's like, you know, you're too stupid to fucking talk. You're too stupid to talk. If you think that every military action taken by this country would be for only oil, I mean you're, you're you're pretty fucking dumb. I'm sorry, it's just that's not how it works. All right. So there's a lot to think about as we move forward. and of course, you know uh, some things changed up, right? Uh, Nancy Pelosi is out. She is not seeking a renomination as Speaker of the House. Thank fucking Christ. And sorry for blaspheming for those of you that you know uh, that are religious, but Nancy Pelosi's been awful. I mean, she's like 84 years old. She is the definition of a fossil, and all this crap in the news with her home invasion and all that—just stuff that was just designed to hit the headlines uh, days before the midterm election. I think is just despicable. Her husband and his investments uh, and all the money that they have made off of—I mean, call call spade a spade—insider trading, which because she is a politician, she's a government representative, she cannot be charged or indicted or whatever for insider trading because that's just part of her job. But then, oh, oh, I, I don't know anything about that. My husband makes those investments. I don't know anything about that. Like, you're a fucking liar. That's, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And it's so obvious to everyone. Well, it, it should be obvious to everyone what's going on with a lot of our elected leadership. I mean, and they keep voting themselves pay increases. Like, guys, look at this stuff. You know, here in Michigan, in this this election, two weeks ago, right, or a week and a half ago, whatever it was, we passed Proposal One, which now opens up the books on our politicians. They have to open up their financials, and they also can't serve more than uh, twelve years in a, in a position uh, in in the government and things like that. So, um, I think people are starting. You know, I think they're starting to figure out. That we need to hold our account, our elected leadership more accountable, and that some of these, um, some of these policies and decisions are being made to benefit they, but not we, if that makes sense, right? Um, and so it, it's in that regard that I hope <clears throat> that this just this concerted and constant push for more gun control by the Biden administration uh, ends. It's it's so sickening that you know leading up to and directly after the election, we see these spikes in public shootings. There's one in Colorado Springs. By the way, Colorado already has super aggressive and over-the-top gun control laws. We saw Oregon, right, where Portland, and you know, which is like a, a liberal hub in the country, um, that was leading the charge on defunding the police and all these issues, they passed probably the most sweeping and aggressive gun control measure in, in Measure 114 that we've seen in any state, yet. Uh, You have to take a mandatory safety course. You have to pay like a $65 licensing fee. You have to go through a background check, which everybody else already does for CPLs, but this is just to own a firearm. Uh, There's a a 10 round magazine capacity limit, which, and then, you know, all kinds of other shit. Uh, There's at least one sheriff I know that came out in one of the counties there that openly said that they would not enforce the magazine capacity ban. Uh, They, there's too many loopholes there. They think that uh, it's, It's a problem, you know, I just, the whole gun-grabbing thing, it just, it still doesn't make sense to me, and I think we need to buy more. Yeah, I mean, obviously make smart, (laughs) make smart financial decisions, but like, go out and buy NFA items. Go get Night Vision, go buy armor. Black Friday is less than a week away. Cyber Monday is uh, uh, basically a week away, right? Small Business Saturday, all that stuff. Go out and buy this shit, guys. Get armor. Wear kit. Buy a suppressor. Wait and get your tax stamp. Pay your money. Do the whole thing. Head over to Silencer Shop. Check out all the deals and everything for Black Friday. Like, get a suppressor. Get a SBR, you know, or a short barrel shotgun, whatever. You know, if you like shotguns versus uh, carbines and all that stuff, like, hey, you do you. But I think we need to continue and actually double down on this effort to make firearms more understood and more accepted because you have to remember then the other side of things the left is pushing equally as hard if not harder given their access to resources like mainstream media um to tell people why guns are the problem in this country you know it's it's like half the problems in this country all can boil back down to guns and people that want guns are nazis because xyz reason and it's ridiculous. It really is. I mean, if you think about the people that you know and train with, that those of you that are listening to this, uh, the person that you're listening to, we're not unreasonable people. We're not bad people. We're not racists. We're not Nazis. You know, we're not nationalists and stuff, which by the, I don't understand that shit either. Like since when did it become a problem that you want to have your home be the priority? I mean, we do it with Christmas shopping. We do it with anything else, right? I'm going to take care of mine first right? If I am on a limited budget and I'm out Christmas shopping, yeah, I would love to get every one of my friends a gift, but who am I going to make sure I take care of first? The ones that are with me through all of it, right? So my wife, followed very directly by my immediate family, followed directly by very close friends, and, you know, after that, if, you know, if there's anything else left over, then, you know, I'll buy a bottle of booze for the party, or I'll, you know, whatever, we'll do a potluck dinner type thing. I mean, so everyone looks at it that way, right? Everybody, regardless if you're on the, the left side of the aisle, the right side of the aisle, you're in the aisle, <coughs> whatever, everyone looks at it that way. But when you get to government spending and your scope of politics, if you want America first, if you want to make America great again, whatever, oh, you're wrong. You're a nationalist and you're, uh, you know, a zealot and you're wrong and you're the problem here. And it's like, why, am, why is it the problem? I'm why is it bad that I want my country's benefits, uh, you know, interests and, and benefits to come first? Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just one of the jackasses that lives here. So like far be it from me to want my interests to be well represented among my elected leadership, where my tax dollars are being invested, divested, spent, allocated, whatever word you want to use. Right. Why should I feel bad about that? Why wouldn't any of us want that? We are citizens of the United States, for God's sakes. Put our interests first. Put your interests first. Like, come on. That's, it's basic stuff, guys. It really, really is. Don't let, you know, especially because, and I I think that's a good time to even jump into this, is because we're getting ready for the holidays, right? So you got Thanksgiving, you got Friendsgiving dinners, which I think are cool. You know, a lot of us, yeah, Thanksgiving is down with the family or extended family or both sides of the family. But a lot of times it's people we don't really see a ton through the year. I think Friendsgivings are, you know, albeit kind of a liberal thing, but I really like them. You know, cause those are the people that you, you talk to, you confide in that are there through the thick and the thin of your daily life where your family, for a lot of us for better or for worse, they just aren't like they just aren't, you know, uh, my brothers are my brothers. Um, when I'm struggling through things, they aren't the people that are there to lend the sympathetic ear, to lend the sympathetic shoulder, to help me through what I need. Uh, And we don't even have to get into the rights and wrongs behind that. But I have friends that I go to when I'm having a bad day, when I'm having a bad time, when I'm having personal, intrapersonal struggles or whatever. I have friends I go to. I want to spend my holidays, at least in some part, with those same people. I love those people. Okay? So I think Friendsgivings are good, but then also your Christmases and your New Year's and stuff like that. So that's all coming around, and you know that politics is going to come up you know what is. So rather than just conceding to people, and that's because this is how it starts is younger people, um, you know, in the early teen years and children and stuff, they hear their parents and stuff talk a certain way. And people don't know so much. They want to make an argument not knowing 90% of what they're arguing for, other than just headlines that they've found, right? So Take the opportunity to have a conversation. I, I'm not going to say you should sit here and argue with anybody. Do not, actually, I will say do not argue with anyone. I love the holidays, they're a magical time of the year. I look forward to, you know, even though I'm, I'm really working on trying to lose weight and get in better shape and, you know, build muscle mass and all that stuff, but. The little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. God damn it! Those things. You know, like I. I just. I love the holidays. I love being able to give gifts to people. I love being able to spend time with folks. I love the crackling fire and looking out your window and seeing all the snow and Christmas trees. Like I just. I love the holidays. But take the opportunity to have an actual discussion with people and try and find some common ground. And that really only happens if you're well-educated or at least moderately well-educated on the issues. So put some time in and do like, we talk about this a lot with a variety of topics here on this podcast, do the research, do the research. It doesn't mean you have to sit down for seven hours and do a fucking book report on it. If you want to, if that's how you retain data, like dude, go, go nuts go wild, do whatever you want. Um, for, for a lot of us, right. Um, this is our downtime in the year. I know like I work in finance, I am looking forward to the week after Thanksgiving until the end of the year. Those five weeks are so fucking magical because everybody's on PTO people I work with are on PTO customers are on PTO. I'm going to have a week of PTO in there, you know, uh, And it's just, it's relaxed. You know, you can get some stuff done around the house. If you work remote, your time at the office, you can spend some time just kind of relaxing, catching up on things, maybe having some conversations with people and building those better relationships, right? Um, But the holidays are just a magical time. You know, it's great. It's a relaxing time. It's time to like recharge the batteries. It does kind of irritate me that every one of these leaders in corporate positions says, oh, take the time to recharge during the holidays while ultimately not giving anybody the opportunity while they're at work. Um, you know, oh, hey, we got year-end audits, we got this coming up, we got that coming up, oh, but be ready to push as soon as we get into Q1, and it's like, okay, cool, so I get all of, like, three days to to really savor and enjoy my my Christmas holiday before I got to start ramping back up. It's just a little bit disingenuous, and a lot of these businesses, a lot of these companies, they just don't do very much to, I think, uh, show a lot of Christmas spirit and appreciation short of like an email blast that goes out, which is, I mean, given profit margins and everything, you can do something for people and don't give me a fucking candy cane. Like that's just the most, it's like here, do you want me to bend over a little, a little lower so you can kick me in the teeth a little easier? You know what I mean? Like give people a gift, give them a Christmas bonus, like 50 bucks, a $50 Amazon gift card, a hundred dollar Amazon gift card something you know do something nice for the people that have carried you through the last couple years you know so if you're a business owner you know listening to this and here's here's the nice part about working for small businesses and and supporting them is those are the places that give people holiday bonuses you know hey i appreciate you merry christmas here's a hundred dollars here's 150 dollars. here's a bottle of expensive scotch or something um Honestly, I think that's the kind of gift that keeps giving. I think that rather than try and find something for somebody... um, Ooh, what kind of shirt size do they wear? What kind of shoes do they wear? Ooh, are they like these sunglasses whatever? Buy them some booze. If there's somebody that's in your life, chances are you probably spend enough time with them to know what their drink of choice is. You know, short of really, really fancy bourbon, it's pretty easy to go out there and find a decent bottle of vodka, a decent bottle of gin, of tequila, of rum buy them a fifth of something, chances are if you, you know, you got an even decent relationship with your local liquor store, what most, most of us do post lockdown, right. Um, or some of these specialty stores, like the one that I frequent, uh, they have a rewards point system, like go pick up, you know, go drop 120 bucks, get some stuff for some people, the ones that make your life a little bit easier, you know, mail them a card or something just to say thank you. But yeah, I mean, I love the holidays. I think it's amazing, but, um, Yeah, kind of a lot going on, you know, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to see in the next year and a half. You know, if the, as the election rolls closer, we're about two years out from the actual election. Now that means that in approximately six months, probably mid-summer, you know, or next fall, we're really going to see the campaigning pick up again we're really going to see the coverage pick up, we're really going to see people out there saying things, doing things, dirt being dug up, um, and I would just implore everybody to keep your eye on the ball, like, don't just hate Trump because he's Trump, hopefully he's learned some things, you know, I mean, his first presidency, there were a lot of successes, there's also a lot of failures, you know, um, and I would, I would urge you, if, if you're somebody who votes both ways, like I do on some things, you know, you vote Democrat one way and, and Republican the other, I would implore you to look up these people that wasted four years trying to indict Trump on collusion with Russia. I would implore you to vote those people out because they wasted millions and probably billions of your tax dollars on an investigation, two separate, you know, the Steele dossier, uh, the Russian collusion cases, all that stuff. They they wasted all that time and money when we could have been voting and working through bipartisan issues. And then now that we have a democratic administration, oh, it's the other side's fault. It's the Republicans fault that we can't get anything done. Really? Because it was your fault before. But we don't talk about that because it was it was too important to waste everyone's time voting on trying to get Donald Trump out of office, which didn't even fucking work. Congratulations, you're fucking worthless. So I would... that That's what I would do. That's what I'm going to do. There's a couple senators from Michigan. Like, we have two Democratic senators. Uh, I want both of them gone. They are, like, the definition of career politicians, Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters. Um, I've had absolutely horrendous interactions with both of them. Now, granted, they were just emails from their offices, but just... Just condescending emails that are uh, either pre-written or pre-generated. Um, I voice my concerns on sweeping gun control efforts here in Michigan, and I get things like, "Oh, I appreciate firearms weren't anyone. I was in the Navy. I appreciate you know firearms weren't anyone. I grew up in a hunting community. That doesn't mean you appreciate firearms as much as anyone else or more than anyone else. It just means that that's where you grew up or that's where you spent part of your life, and nothing else. Because your votes, your votes speak." way louder than those platitudes, and you're both voting for gun control measures, and that's not what people in Michigan want. Oh, yeah, we can't figure out why hunting's on the downturn in Michigan, which in northern Michigan, hunting season's a a big driver of economic uh, gain. There's restaurants, there's there's people that make their living going out taking uh, guiding in the winter. They will guide elk hunts, they'll guide deer hunts, they will guide, you know, and that's how they make their living, how they make their money. That's people's livelihoods. And the more we talk about guns being the problem and how hunting's the problem and wildlife prevention, this, and you know, it's, we need to be, I think a little bit more well thought out in some of our decisions that way. So I I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, I mean, just my thoughts on a lot of this stuff, you guys, um, certainly hope that everybody, uh, has a, a good holiday season. Um, and I certainly hope that we don't face any more gigantic crisis before the end of the year. God knows that 2022 has been rough enough for a variety of reasons. Um, we don't need more of that. I just, I want everybody to have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Thanksgiving or whatever holiday you celebrate, however you want to do it. I, I really, I'm going to make a more concerted effort to wish people a Merry Christmas and not a Happy Holidays, um, because I think that's bullshit. But, just my thoughts, not not necessarily yours, just my thoughts. And we're going to have another episode coming in the next couple days here. It'll be before the Thanksgiving holiday. I know we usually record on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Uh, we'll not be recording on on Thanksgiving. So sometime before that, you will see our next episode. And then the next couple weeks here, we got a couple bangers coming. It's going to be pretty exciting stuff, so stay tuned for that. But until then, you guys get out there, work hard, train smarter, and as always, be prepared.